Numbers chapter 16 verse 1. Now Korah the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. There's some people from the Levites and some people from the tribe of Reuben have gotten together as a group. 2. And they rose up in face of Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 men. They were princes of the congregation, the elect men of the assembly, men of renown. These are all key leaders. They're mainly some Levites and some Reubenites. 3. And they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? They said, All the Levites are holy, so why are you guys taking the priesthood? But remember, it was God who decided that Aaron's family would take the priesthood. Moses and Aaron didn't decide that, so they falsely accused Moses and Aaron. 4. And when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. Another act of humility. 5. And he spoke unto Korah and unto all his company, saying, In the morning the Lord will show who are his, and who is holy, and will cause him to come near unto him. Even him whom he may choose will he cause to come near unto him. Moses is saying, the Lord will choose tomorrow. Well, in reality, the Lord has already chosen. He had already chosen Aaron to be the high priest, and everybody knows this. 6. Do this. Take you censers, Korah, and all his company. 7. And put fire therein, and put incense upon them before the Lord tomorrow. And it shall be that the man whom the Lord doth choose, he shall be holy. Ye take too much upon you, ye sons of Levi. The Levites criticized him for saying that he wanted too much power, as having his brother Aaron be the high priest. And he is telling the Levites back, you guys are the ones who want too much power, because you want the priesthood and to be Levites, and God didn't say that you are to do both. Moses has told them to fill their incense things with incense tomorrow and with fire, which means burning coals, to light the incense on fire so that it smokes, and then the Lord will show them. 8. And Moses said unto Korah, Hear now, ye sons of Levi. 9. Is it but a small thing unto you that the God of Israel hath separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them? Moses is saying, Do you think that it's no big deal that you were chosen to help with the tabernacle? Because that is a big deal. It isn't like God hasn't chosen you. He did choose you. He just didn't choose you to be the priesthood. They've disrespected the honor that they have been given. 10. And that he hath brought thee near, and all thy brethren, the sons of Levi, with thee, and will ye seek the priesthood also? Moses is saying, isn't it enough for you that you get to be in the tabernacle with the Lord, and you're still begrudging the priests their position? It should be enough just to be in the house of the Lord. We don't all have to be pastors or leaders or prophets or whatever. If each of us serves in the way that, that the Lord has asked us to serve, he'll be pleased with us. He won't be disappointed, and he'll say, Well done, good and faithful servant. 11. Therefore, thou and all thy company that are gathered together against the Lord, and as to Aaron, what is he that ye murmur against him? Now Moses is saying, Aaron, just because he's high priest, that doesn't mean that he's better than you. He's still a human being. He's simply doing the job that God told him to do. God loves everybody, and he's well pleased with everybody who serves him 
12 and Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram the sons of Eliab and they said we will not come up now they're refusing to submit to Moses's leadership 13 is it a small thing that thou hast brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness but thou must needs make thyself also a prince over us more false accusation they're saying to Moses that they were brought from a land of milk and honey which is what they're calling Egypt that is really nasty thing to say because God told them that he was bringing them to a land of milk and honey they're now labeling Egypt as the land of milk and honey and God has said that Canaan is the land of milk and honey Egypt represents sin not milk and honey and then they say you brought us into the wilderness and now you want to be our prince well God is the one who made Moses their leader again it's false accusation even at the burning bush when Moses first met God he made it real clear that he didn't want to be a leader 14 moreover thou hast not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards wilt thou put out the eyes of these men we will not come up more false accusation they're saying that Moses hasn't brought them into Canaan but they just heard from the Lord himself that the Lord wasn't going to bring them into Canaan because of their own personal sin because they grumbled against the Lord and it wasn't Moses's decision it was God's 15 and Moses was very wroth and said unto the Lord respect not thou their offering I have not taken one ass from them neither have I hurt one of them this is one of the first times in the Bible where a prophet Moses is a prophet he's one of the greatest prophets who ever lived and he says I have taken nothing from these people I want you to take note of this because we're gonna see this over and over with prophets in the Bible in both Old and the New Testament that they consistently refuse to take money and goods from people Elijah refused to take payment from Naaman when Naaman was healed Samuel never took anything from anybody and he testified of it both he and the congregation when he was alive that he never took anything from anyone John the Baptist lived in the wilderness and never had anything of value so he certainly never took anything from anyone Jesus never took anything from anyone it was Judas who carried the purse and collected money from people Jesus never took up collections Paul refused to take money from the Corinthians and he spoke of this in the New Testament and on and on there's so many different examples of prophets refusing Abraham refused to take the spoils from war when Abraham won to save the circuit cities all the prophets always refuse to take money from people this is a key thing to note because the so-called prophets today the people who call themselves prophets today every single one of them takes donations and there is no prophet in the Bible who ever took money if they're receiving money from you they're not a prophet so Moses says to God I've never taken anything from them I've never taken advantage of them in any way so please don't accept their offering and you know what God is gonna listen to Moses because Moses is his friend and this is another key when you obey the Lord the Lord listens to you he respects your requests and because of Moses's obedience to the Lord that's why the Lord actually does what he asks he doesn't accept their offering 16 and Moses said unto Korah be thou and all thy congregation before the Lord thou and they and Aaron tomorrow 
17 And take ye every man his firepan, and put incense upon them, and bring ye before the Lord every man his firepan, 250 firepans, thou also and Aaron each his firepan. Now this is 250 men who are coming against two men, Aaron and Moses. If you and one other person were confronted by 250 angry people, it would be very intimidating. But Moses has faith in the Lord, and that's why he's not afraid. By the incense, they will know if they're accepted. Because God will either choose to accept that sweet aroma, or he won't accept it. And Moses says also, Aaron is to take his fire pan as well. That way the Lord can choose who he wants to be the high priest. 18. And they took every man his fire pan, and put fire in them, and laid incense thereon, and stood at the door of the tent of meeting with Moses and Aaron. 19. And Korah assembled all the congregation against them under the door of the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the congregation. This glory, it could be a light, it could be the cloud of glory hovering low. It's not Shekinah glory. There's no such thing as Shekinah glory in the Bible. Shekinah is actually a word that the Jewish Satanists use who practice Kabbalah. Shekinah is not a word that Christians should be using. It's a Kabbalah terminology, and Kabbalah has nothing to do with Christianity. 20. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, 21. Separate yourselves from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. This is the third time that God says, I'm done with these people. All I want, Moses, is your family, and I will have my Messiah come through you. I don't need all these other 11 tribes. They're so sinful. 21. Separate yourselves from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. God is telling Moses and Aaron to step away so that he can consume the others with fire. 22. And they fell upon their faces and said, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin, and wilt thou be wroth with all the congregation? Moses and Aaron are pleading for the lives of anybody who doesn't deserve to die, and they're saying, Don't kill them all. Only kill the men who sin. This is why God chose Moses to be a leader. He was the most humble man on the planet. He thought that other people were better than himself. Jesus said, pray for your enemies. That's what Moses is doing right here, praying for his enemies. He only asked that God didn't accept their offering, but he didn't want God to kill them. 23. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, 24. Speak unto the congregation, saying, Get you up from about the dwelling of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. God is saying, I'll make a concession. I'm not going to kill all of Israel. I'll only kill the, the instigators. Tell the rest of the Israelites to get away from the instigators. 25. And Moses rose up and went unto Dathan and Abiram, and the elders of Israel followed him. 26. And he spoke unto the congregation, saying, Depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest ye be swept away in all their sins. 27. So they got them up from the dwelling of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram on every side. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents with their wives and their sons and their little ones. The tents nearby and the families nearby kind of quickly packed up and scattered. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents with their wives and their sons and their little ones. 28. And Moses said, Hereby ye shall know that the Lord hath sent me to do all these works, and that I have not done them out of mine own mind. 29. If these men die the common death of all men, and be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord hath not sent me. He's saying, if they die of old age, and the angel of death comes to get them at the appointed time, just like with everybody, then I was never supposed to be your leader. 
30. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the ground open her mouth, and swallow them up with all that appertaineth unto them, and they go down alive into the pit, then ye shall understand that these men have despised the Lord. He's saying, if there's an earthquake, the ground splits, and they fall into hell alive with all of their property, then you will know that the Lord has sent me as your leader. I know he's saying hell because he calls it the pit. And in the Bible, one of the consistent terminologies for hell is the pit. 32. And it came to pass as he made an end of speaking all these words that the ground did cleave asunder that was under them. Cleaving means breaking in half. 32. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their households and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all their goods. This is the only time in the Bible I know of where people went to hell alive, not dead. 33. So they and all that appertained to them went down alive into the pit, and the earth closed upon them, and they perished from among the assembly. 34. And all Israel that were round about them fled at the cry of them, for they said, Lest the earth swallow us up. Basically, everybody was terrified. They got as far away from that crack as they could, because they didn't want to get swallowed up for their own sin. The crack sealed itself again, so they should have known they weren't going to fall. But the fact that they ran anyway shows you that they had very sinful hearts. Because initially, they were on Korah's side. They knew that they deserved to die. But because of God's mercy, they didn't. 35. And fire came forth from the Lord and devoured the 250 men that offered the incense. All the 250 died as well, but they didn't fall into the earth. They actually got burned in the fire, just like Aaron's two oldest sons had gotten burned in the fire for offering strange fire to the Lord. They got killed for their arrogance. So that's where we end with Numbers chapter 16.